So good afternoon. I was just listening to Malcolm and he was talking about if America would just choose to follow the guidance of the Constitution, the 13th and the 14th and the 15th Amendment under the United States Constitution, well, we just wouldn't have any problems. And it's so true because I understand how education operates in America. And even if you don't, these people running around here failing to understand that the conversation is between the people who are required to participate at the local school site. But if you're not talking to the people who look like you, who are also required to participate in the same fashion and form that you are, you don't understand the game. Because pimping ain't easy, but they say somebody has to do it. In America, who are you? And what are you doing to tell the truth? The reality is, is that we are only humans. But as a human, you have certain inalienable rights, according to the Constitution. But when you allow someone else to set your agenda, then understand why it is perhaps failure has been an option for you initially. I don't talk it about, I never talk about, excuse me, leaving America. Why would I leave where I understand the power that I possess? And believe me, as they had chosen to oppress me once again on Facebook, it took a little bit of time before my concern worked its way through the system. But believe me, ultimately, it did work its way right through the system. And that's just the way it is. We are one nation under God, but when you understand the power in the one nation peace, if you could just get your people who look like you to show up with you, because it is not about figuring out how to compromise your rights as a human being. Don't you understand? Bing, bing, bing. Human capital is real. But guess what is also real? The reality that accountability is everything. And this is still one America. And as we are one people within a system, and we, we just choose to follow the rules and ask for guidance, what do you need for guidance? But as for the understanding that you are the only person that speaks for you as a citizen, the importance of the democracy, well, what should I say? Perhaps you just never knew. Oh, my sister's here. That means I have to go. But hey, I'll be back. I have things to do and many places to go. But by the end of the day, I will have had a new experience. And, you know, life is all about who you are, but really about who you see yourself as. So, living in this one nation under God, who will you be in 2022? Hey, catch my podcast on Anchor. Catch me on Wisdom. Find me on YouTube because we are only Americans and we couldn't have a better opportunity to have a foundational change in the way America has just chosen to implement 
basic services because the accountability piece is so relevant. Reality check. Who are you in 2022? Like, subscribe, and follow my podcast here on Wisdom. Catch me on Anchor, or you can catch me on my Facebook, or Instagram, or Twitch, or Twitter. But hey, there's nothing but there's nothing but media out there. Ways to engage the people. Wake up in 2022. Who are you? Like, subscribe, and follow me. So I wanted to talk tonight about public education and the success of public education and the failure because the obligation for public education lies upon the state and it's kind of a state's rights issue, but it's not because it's a support issue that allows individuals to become citizens. And it's the becoming a citizen that matters because as you grow and are aware of your surroundings and what is expected of you as an individual human being, because I mean, just going to school doesn't start, take off anything. It's just a mandatory process in which all people who are children are required to participate in. And then There's a truancy issue. If you don't make it in time, and a lot of people like to put on the blame on children not making it is because they're not in the seats at the same time or they're lacking access. And I want to tell you, once you get behind, well, you're just behind forever. And there is no catch up in public education. There's just social promotion. And we've allowed this as a community. We've allowed this as a nation because failure has just become an option in public education. And people don't really value public education. It's mandatory, yes. And they can take your children from you, and they do. And in this system of public services, the removal of children from their homes is obviously not working very well. And over the time, our education system has just truly faltered It is not valuable as it used to be, but there are people that value public education and those people are getting some services. I'm telling you, there are people that get choice schools. Did you know that? Have you never been in a choice school program? I got to tell you something amazing. The STEM programs and the choice school programs and the magnet programs, they're simply amazing. The issue is that all those other schools that are underfunded, Well, they ain't getting a whole lot of nothing. Hmm. But what they've mastered is the collection of willful data, willful issues, you know, issues of non-participation, and then they make it the student's fault. And that is just insanity. Failure of public education does not lie with the child. It lies with those adults that are all working in the system, and they can't figure it out. Social promotion is unacceptable in 2022 because we are all Americans and the state needs to have an obligation personally to assure access for individuals after the offer of faith. And, you know, it had to be valuable 
it had to make a difference to the person. And, and you know, public education is just simply, I must say, it's when you say you can ask to guess, anybody can join uh, if you want to talk, truly. I'm just running my mouth. But um, when public education starts, people don't think about this. But we all pay taxes. As soon as you get out of high school, you're going to pay some taxes, bill. And if you win any large sum of money, you're going to pay taxes on that. And then if you're working hard and a hard worker and earning a, you know, a nominal amount of money, you're going to pay taxes on it. And you're going to pay taxes in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. There are people that are just paying that. And they make the money, so they're not complaining. But then you need to understand, when you look in a state and you look at how the poor people are faring, well, I'd say you need to concern yourself when the poor people are not making it because we're only building a prison nation where people who are not making it through public schools ultimately will make a wrong choice because the opportunity to benefit in life is simply limited. But when people would run, oh, what do you want to call it? Sting operations, creating opportunities for decent people with real jobs to think that they could make some fast money because I heard one week of how they set people up who may want to go into prostitution or whatever. And I'm listening to the employees talk about what they do. And then the next week, I'm seeing a firefighter, a firefighter with his face plastered all over the news, saying that he was trying to entice a young woman into prostitution. And I'm saying, well, that was a setup and he didn't know he was being set up. But why is it that there are not real opportunities out there for people easily to make additional money? It's it's concerning. But it's so concerning because, you know, they decided who was going to make the money in marijuana. And then understand, people, p- people went down for some endo weed. You know, he got five years on endo weed. And I'm saying, really? Marijuana? I'm so happy that I moved to a state that freely indulges in marijuana, but it's not that I had ever, but I figured it out. The pills and the medication were making me sick and sicker. The marijuana happens to help. And so it's just a choice. And uh, the medication costs so much money. But when they continue to pump you up with the pain pills, because I was getting 180 Norcos a month. Can you imagine that? And I was trying not to take them, but as soon as the pain pill wore off, the pain would come back extremely worse. And so you learn how to manage your pain, and that's just real. You learn how to manage your life, and that's a reality. But if you're not managing, then you're just surviving, and that's just real. We all have to understand that public education is not the missing link for good parenting. And good parenting comes from, well, you know, parenting, parents are just not born. But if there are certain families that have great parenting skills and raise their children, and if you happen to meet one of those people, well, then you just have to work with them for the parenting skills, that is. Because we in America, well, you know, I think we started off right. 
I believe we did because there was Head Start and there was all kind of programs that supported the family. But then it just became the harvest. And people start removing children from families as if the city or the state or the county can do a better job at parenting. But they're not training people to be good parents. And I think that that is my biggest complaint is the training is null or none. And, you know, I remember my sister used to work for Sacramento City Sacramento City Unified School District, and she was a parent advisor. And that, I don't think they have parent advisors here. Actually, I don't. I think they use this organization called FACES, which is a not-for-profit organization. And they kind of uh, supposedly provide the parent interventions for, you know, people who need parenting classes. But it's not something that's done district-wide. And it's just concerning because I've never moved to a place where they really don't want your advice. They just want to keep on doing what they've been doing. And which what they've been doing is moving money. And, you know, that's just totally unacceptable. Supplanting is what they do, and they do it rather publicly. And, you know, when they talk as a legislator about changing the color of money, when they would bust down the two highest positions in a grant and then lower them and then put two or three people in the place and then try to work that grant like that. But the grant's not having the outcomes. And see, the problem is, is they lack the outcomes. They lack the data for the support that they're providing to the human beings that they're nourishing because they're really not nourishing them. They've selected to do a couple of things. One be the harbor and the other be the haven. Now the harbor, what the harbor is, it's a referral service. It offers really no services to any people. You understand what I'm saying? It's not offering services. What it offers is a referral. And here in Nevada, they've allowed people to get uh, certificates. They, you know, qualify them for these 30-hour training programs for behavior intervention, which I never understood. But, I mean, I saw it. And, uh... Then to understand that they don't really grade children. They base their grades on the completion of assignments and tasks. And so they really fought back when the teachers union was asked to provide, you know, some kind of rigorous data that demonstrates where the children actually were by age appropriate placements. You know what I'm saying? So, when we're looking at public schools and we're wondering what's really happening, so many children getting letter grades of F. And then those S are easily turned around when the families challenge the letter grade of F. And I'm saying, okay, really? That just happened like that. Well, just tell me, from the curriculum that you have chosen to utilize to educate the children who live in your area, how are the children accessing that curriculum? And uh, I get a pushback every time. That's not something they really want to talk about. I had a meeting today, an IEP meeting with a young, for a young man. And uh, I keep asking the same question of the staff. In the 11th grade, there is core curriculum that is offered to all children. It doesn't, the curriculum doesn't change. What will change is the way the student is accessing the material or a demonstration of maintenance of the goals that were written for him to learn supposedly 
at the same level as the same age peers in the classroom. But that's just impossible because we have so many kids who are at the third and third grade level for reading and math and the fifth grade level for reading and math. And, you know, it's right wherever they stop learning, wherever the parent had the real issue about were they learning or not, and then they just start socially promoting them. And it just means absolutely nothing to people who collect data about your inability because that's what they do well. They're not licensed psychologist people. They're not, I don't know what they are. They're just people who have a particular skill in a particular area and are supposed to be able to train to teach that area. But when a state like Nevada has refused to provide the supports that are being offered to the children in those underfunded, underfunded institutions, because see, here in Nevada, they just decided that, well, hell, everybody deserves some of that federal money. And we kept hearing on the news about how the invitation was for people to come in and share their thoughts about, you know, the American rescue money. But but when you hear legislators and the people who are presenting to the legislators talk about Alabama bought two new prisons with their American rescue money. And I said, well, really? I was totally unaware of the use of money like that. But, you know, you've got to be paying attention to the the Department of Justice right now, because they're really coming after the fraudsters who inappropriately use the American rescue money. But I would like them to see, I would just like them to come after people who were inappropriately using the federal dollars in the first place, because, you know, federal money for your state and all states get this support for their youngest and their neediest. So if you have a child that has a disability or is living in poverty or is, you know, needs additional help, bilingual, let's just put it out there like that. That's what the federal government will help your state with. And because in America, we integrated the schools in the 60s and the black children went from the black schools, all black schools to the integrated schools. But, you know, we figured out how to just create magnet programs for our children who are successful. That's people with knowledge and people with money go to STEM programs and they get to say they want to be in choice schools and they get to run their political message on choice schools. And I said, really, you're fighting for choice when you're, when your state's not even putting in the basic dollars to ensure Every child has a right to a basic education and you have no evidence that you are even trying to work with the children who are generating that money. And I am sorry, this is 2022, boo. 2022, not 1955, when you would create your tax policy in 1955 and say that you're willing to put in 2% of your taxes for federal or for programs and services. And I'm saying, what is 2%? When you have figured out that every child gets a free lunch, and I I still don't know how that works. Every child should not qualify for free and reduced lunch. Yet and still, that eliminates your ability or your responsibility to articulate to these people who you have been stealing from or stealing for. You don't have to explain anything, right? Uh, wrong. Because... Everybody has a right to know about the services that are 
being provided in the local community as local control is what we all strive for. But my people, I'm sorry, I'm African-American, but my people need to understand that there is an obligation to the public services for the people who are generating those dollars. And there just is a basic obligation. Well, where do you find it? Because failure is certainly an option. Well, you have to understand that you have to use the shield of the United States Department of Education. They provide all of the wonderful resources that you may need to ensure that access happens for your child. But first, they like to play a lot of games, meaning that we had, oh, it was so difficult to be in the room with people who want to tell you what you have to listen to them. And they're not making any sense to you. So I'm just trying to really understand. I'm sitting with, in a room with women and men on an IEP team meeting. And they're telling me, even though I've read the reports and totally disagree, that I have to listen to them plead their case. And I'm saying, truly, I'd be willing to do that if they could document that he made any progress in the last two years. Any. And, you know, I'm not ignorant, but failure is just not an option. And if you can't explain what type of growth and development is happening in the IEP meeting, then boo, it ain't happening. You get me? And it's so frustrating because people would like to understand or pretend that they are in control. And no, they're not. That's why I'm telling you. When you file a complaint with the Department of Education in regards to your child, who is not meeting any standards in the IEP and are getting letter grades of F, well, we need to hold somebody accountable. Who shall we hold accountable? I'm just trying to wonder. First, you, I want you to know, as an individual, of course, the local school can assess and do their demonstration of evaluations. And once they're completed with theirs, then you have the right to ask for an outside evaluation from an outside evaluator, meaning that someone who's not even clued or keyed into the district, and obviously not one of those people they have on contract. What you really want to know is where your child is at this moment, at this time in his life. And if he is seven years old, well, then we want to know where he is in compared to the other seven years old in the nation. Did you hear me? I said, in the nation. Because a child has a right to, you know, excel and move towards those goals and support and, and receive support for whatever he needs to do to meet that where every seven-year-old will be in America by the age of seven. And that's what we realize that we didn't realize before, that equity and access is a major key in success or the ability of your child to engage in, in, you know, in life. You know, that I Got Five on it, Messing With That End of Weed was really a song, but it was a song about end of weed. And you really don't even understand that there's a difference between sativa and indigo until you smoke it. And you really don't need to smoke it unless you got a problem with pain or you got a problem with, uh, you know, calming yourself down. That'd be important. But in America, you really need to free your mind. So, you know, 
free your mind. You know that song. You know, A will follow. Hey, it's real. Because uh, in America, we are standing on the verge of losing all of our freedoms as individuals, as citizens. Why do I say that? Because we're not educating the population and failure has become the only impetus of the visionary process of what people are creating educational outcomes. They're just saving their own children, boo. They ain't thinking about yours. You know, when people say I'm living my best life, I ain't got time to deal with you. It is really that they are living their best life. And, you know, you need to understand that the music was always what was going on. Because, you know, Marvin Gaye did say, what's going on? You know, and I wanted to know what was going on then, too. But I also know that Friday night just got paid. Hey, that's a real song. And that was every Friday. I couldn't wait for the Friday to come. So I could get out there and shake and release. And everybody has to have a shake and release about what's going on in 2022. Because really, I don't understand. Not when we would try to move beyond where all children are not being supported in the public education system. And then expect the people to say what? Not when we've been forced to listen to George Floyd just beg for his mama. And I did not see the level of resistance. But when I see the over-persecution or over-restraint of African-American individuals for the failure to comply, boo, then I'm saying, wow, this is not the America that I knew in 1958. When I was born, it was just different. Sure, we would go, and my dad was in the Air Force, and we'd go down south, and we'd be driving. We never tried to stop in those little towns or whatever because they did say those signs were there, white only, white only, restrooms white only. You understand? I understand. Because when I was raising my children, the pretense, the pretense that my son was making progress, and I was supposed to sit on the other side of that table and say what? Did I agree? Oh, hell no. We had an IEP meeting every three weeks, and that was real. You don't believe me? Why don't you ask the Honorable Michael Rosenberg? He was a state disabilities counselor for Area Board 3, and every time I established an IEP meeting, he showed up. And we talked about progress, and we talked about progress within the curriculum of the grade level that my son was in. And when he got to the seventh grade, believe me, he couldn't write two sentences. But even over the summer, we did work on that report because that was the first time, his first book report before he got into the seventh grade. And we did complete it. But it wasn't without a lot of work and effort on his side. But the thing I liked about the school that he was attending, science and engineering, SES in Sacramento, was that they had presentations before the class and they had to put on a presentation. They had to pitch an idea. They had to be comfortable with researching and developing whatever concept that they were going to sell or whatever they chose to do. And it was such a great opportunity to demonstrate how the world really works. But here in Clark County, I can tell you, I really don't know what the hell's going on.
I haven't really been able to go too close to any of the schools because I don't have a child there. But when I look at the data, it's demonstrous. It is just out of control when you look at the percentage of children who are being moved away from their home schools with no data. And when they don't have manifestation hearings before they move children, which is criminal, and then when the program that they say they're moving these children to, except children with 504s or IEPs, and there's no demonstration of the maintenance of the support that those children are getting, then I'm sorry, did you not know that that was a little criminal? Because it is. And so before we put on the new shoes and start this new foot in America, we have to clean up the old crap. And I don't think they're willing to clean up anything here in Clark County. They have been manipulating and surplanting federal dollars forever. And they just don't have any of the data that they should have that would demonstrate that the children are being successful. They have overcrowded programs and they have too few teachers. And their concept ideal of putting high school students in the classroom. And I just want to know whose children are they going to put those high school students with? Because I promise you. In the poor communities where people don't have skills, I don't know what kind of outcomes you really expect, but I don't see anything good coming. In America, we're all free, but we all have a right to have a basic educational option, and, and it must work, and the state has to ensure that it's working. But when your state has created a fifth certificate of completion, and that's for people who know that they're not going to graduate because they have too many, they're too far, they're too credit deficient. And then, you know, to meet young people who were told that not to come back. Well, hell, this happens. But, you know, Obama took care of a lot of that under Every Child Succeed Act. Why don't you listen to it sometimes? He says that in your state, if you have foster care children who did graduate at grade level, well, they have a right to two years of vocational training, real workforce development. And they have a right to have funding, transportation, and food, and a roof over their head. Not, I mean, what are we looking at? The 250,000 homeless people? And we don't know how many youth are out there, but we don't even know how many kids are dropping out of school. And that's just real because we just don't have the data. And for whatever reason, Clark County feels that they can have employees working and where they're not holding these employees accountable, well, that's just unacceptable. In America, the reality is, it's we e pursue them out of many, there's one. We can't keep up, we just can't continue to open the doors of America and bringing all these new immigrants in and then refusing to pay attention to the people who are stuck in poverty and the children of color and minorities because you figured out how to swindle the system. And that's really what it is. I can't stand for anybody who wants to fight for school choice when there are so many children out there that cannot read. And that's just totally unacceptable because we are housing individuals for life because they're undereducated. And hell no, that just can't continue. Everybody has an opinion. My grandmother used to say, Everybody got an opinion, just like everybody got an asshole. And understand, I understand who I am. It's my opinion and my opinion solely. And I am not afraid to share my concerns. In America, the word is e unum. Out of many, there's one. And out of one, there'll be none. And who will you be in 2022? What are you willing to do? Check out my podcast on Anchor.
what is the Parent Empowerment Hour and understand that we as a nation have to figure out how we're going to stand together to save our children and our grandchildren and our tribe as American citizens because it's unacceptable for the rich and the famous to benefit and the children in poverty to squander and fail. Well, I think it's time for me to have a glass of water, something to drink, but I always enjoy talking. So I will be back. Not exactly sure when I have to pray about this because it's really not happening. People continue to say how they care about the lives of the children. But here in Nevada, in Clark County, where they're building all these townhomes with three and 400 units in a small area, and they have few schools and few educational public services to offer to people, and people are standing in great lines to get services, but everybody and every child receive a free lunch. I'm sorry. Even if the state is kicking in the other half, how are they defining the support for the children who are generating the federal dollars? And they are not. Well, I'll be back. I love to talk. Don't worry. I won't give you a chance to miss me. Y'all have a great day. I'm at the end. It's not ending. Oh, no. I'm going to end. Okay. So, this is a new program for me, truly. Um, I want. I started my podcast. Oh, it's been about a year. And I want to talk about public education as it's critical to all human beings living in America. It has to do with your beginning, your start, and what you are willing to do. Um, it's, it's like, this is life and people are on a journey and you don't even understand your journey, but you will before it's all over or you'll key into what your journey may be. And it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But who are you as a citizen and what do you have control over? Absolutely your box. Nothing more than what's in your box. If you have a car, you got control over that, but you have to put maintenance in it. If you have a house, you have control over the home, but you have to put a maintenance in it. So what is the maintenance that you put in citizenship? That's what we need to understand. Is there any expectation? And there should be. As human beings, access is everything. And when you have a child, you may not understand that the responsibility for that child to succeed is solely on you. And what do you know about parenting? Well, I can promise you, you don't know anything about parenting if you're just beginning to have children. And what are they? They're just these little bitty things that have lots of responsibility that is afforded to you once you have them. And if you can't sacrifice, if you don't know, understand sacrifice is life, then understand who we are as humans. Because they say, you know, the universe won't put any more on you than what you have the ability to, you know, maintain or produce or whatever. But it's kind of like you make a choice and then something happens. It's like you do a little something, then you're going this way. And then pretty soon you run into a roadblock and what do you do? Well, if you're paying attention, there's always an open door. 
And there's always another opportunity because we live under perception of we got everything we need and we don't have shit. And that's just real. When you start life and you start taking chances and moving in certain directions, there's a motorcycle around here somewhere, but you just take an opportunity to move in a certain direction. And as you're going along, might get pregnant. Ooh, what are you going to do? The choice is to have or have not. Most people choose to have. And when you do choose to have, then you open the door for a whole nother set of personal responsibilities because that child has a right to have everything. And that child will have absolutely nothing if you don't get on your J-O-B <laughs> because failure is just not an option in America. Although I'm trying to convince myself that there is a real reason why so many kids are walking around with letter grades of F and high school and middle school and elementary school. And when I heard on the radio, this program here in Clark County called The Harbor took a five-year-old, I said, my God, what did the five-year-old do to get kicked out of his home school? But you know, you have to rescind your rights to public school when you accept the responsibility of the offer of what is supposed to be an opportunity. Yet the harbor has no data demonstrating its effectiveness. And how you be foolish to just move your child over there. But what don't you understand about public education? It is not free. And it never has been. Hell, freedom is not free. The minute you stand up and you recognize you're entitled to something is the moment you will get the awakening that it is a challenge and the challenge is life. And no matter what you do, you will be faced with these challenges as you grow and as you are effective in completing each challenge, because I don't know what your direction is in life, but you can succeed by accepting everything that the universe brings your way. You know, understanding Stacey Abrams' challenge in Georgia, but even understanding the South in Georgia, because it's so real. I mean, I was born in Mississippi, and my stepfather, well, he was in the Air Force. And um, we traveled the whole world. It seems like we lived in all the states, but we definitely have been through the states. And and then I married somebody in the Air Force, mm, but he's no longer living Oh, all by his own choices. I hate to tell you, people will do things that compromise themselves and compromise their values and then struggle in trying to maintain, I mean, seriously, what they shouldn't have in the first place. And so he was 58 and he married someone who was 34. And uh, then he broke his neck. How unfortunate that she didn't sign up for that kind of duty because that's what she told him as she was bringing different men home and doing her business. He had a massive stroke in the middle of whatever. And I guess they got him to the hospital, but he didn't make it. But when you have worked your whole life and you retired and he was only working because he said he had to pay child support. Well, you know, when we got divorced, he didn't have to really pay no child support. That little bit of pennies that he paid. Well, because I got a divorce and I did the paperwork on my own. I didn't really have an attorney. I wasn't represented. But I was happy to move on because anybody who doesn't love their own life, well, you know, they won't value yours. And that's just real. We, we struggled because 
responsibility and the acceptance of personal responsibility. Once you make the choice, you're just obligated to follow through with it. A lot of people don't understand and don't want to sacrifice anything. And I say, oh, wow, it's real. We're only American citizens. And what does citizenship mean to you? For so many, it means absolutely nothing. They do nothing. And they just go to work and pay their taxes. Because you have to understand the American tax system and the intent behind the tax system is to provide public services for the communities that survive off of those dollars. But when you live in a state that, you know, is in mining and they're in the casino business, that's for sure. They're in the business of making money. They're in the business of leisure, entertainment. They're in the business of America because they would build the, you know, the Raider Nation Stadium out there and then bring the Raiders here and then not provide them any security and just leave them out in the public to, you know, it's just real, to create mayhem because that's what Henry Ruggs did. He was the first person to go astray, but they had some, you know, scuttlebutt that was going on in the in the league anyway. I mean, you know, Raider Nation and the Raiders are seem to be from like black Oakland, you know, kind of hoodie, whatever. But you know, nothing like the Sacramento Kings that preyed on the great white hope every time. I was just used to watch it. They would have the black players get them up to the finals and then they put all the white folks in and lose. And I thought they got exactly what they deserved. Commitment is is something else. Because, you know, as a nation, as an American citizen, we need to understand that it's all of us or none of us. And you know, e purpose, you know, matter many there's one. But what are you doing individually to say, okay, this is our nation. And when you said the I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for who did you think you were talking about? Because there's in, there just isn't any other people out there besides you, boo. And we're all Americans. No matter how we talk, we're just Americans. And in a nation, in a city, in a county, in a town, in a township, I don't care. What are they doing for the youngest and the neediest of children? But here in the state of Nevada, in Clark County, no doubt, with the fifth largest school district in the nation of 350,000 students, they would create a program to service six, six individuals with behavioral issues. And I said, wow, six? And, you know, they got so used to just turning in a sampling of data that they never provided services for any of the children. Basically, no children that were measurable, measuring the benefit of the children who are enrolled in the public school system. And when the federal government supports um, people to... I mean, you know, we just support public schools as communities and the federal government will give you money for your neglected in poverty, your children in poverty. They will give you money for uh, your 
disabled children. The federal government will provide dollars for your bilingual children and for your children in poverty and homeless. And there's just certain categories that the federal government provides services to. So here we are, and this is 2022. And Brown versus the Board of Education happened in America. So did um, the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And integration certainly happened, but when we have magnet schools that don't serve as a purpose of helping to support all children, and you ask how many children that live in that area that were magnet school children that are benefiting. But when you would have a sheriff that would be running on Oh, he says it, choice schools. Well, under choice schools, I am confused. So who pays for the choice schools? Well, I'll tell you who's been paying. Everybody. And it shouldn't be like that. It's supposed to be that the state raises money for their choice schools or whatever their programs that they would like to, you know, ensure everybody had access, but the state has to put their fair share in. And I just couldn't see anywhere Nevada was donating to the public school system. Oh, but you must understand that we, as American citizens, we all pay public taxes for public services. And how that kind of works is that as soon as you get out of high school, you start paying taxes. Everybody pays taxes. But if you get into a business, then you're supposed to pay more federal taxes. Trump was so smart, he only paid $750. And we're finding out that perhaps he was so smart that he was always getting around the rules. And we know that he was best friends with Putin, but I'm an American citizen. I'm not a Russian. Although we have Russian people who live here in America, and we have people from all over the world who live here in America. And so many of them are just Americans. And what does that mean? Well, that means that, hey, just an ordinary American, you know? And when you understand how the public education system actually happens, well, there's just rules and responsibility for the citizens who are obligated to ensure access happens. Well, that's why we elect people, so that they can represent our views. But when people choose not to meet with your people and then feel that they are not obligated to provide the data for the people who look like you, I'm sorry. Didn't you know that this is just America and the same rules are applicable for all children? Meaning that if you have federal dollars like Title I or neglected and delinquent, well, you know, your school site council is supposed to talk about how those dollars will support the children who are generating those funds at your local school site. But oh no. These people have figured out how to move the money and move the children also. So there's a lot of transporting children hither there, but they never created a grading policy, which was, I was confused because their grading policy is all based on the number of assignments that are turned in. And so when my niece, it's my great niece because, you know, my sister has a child that has a child and she had a child in high school and she came here to graduate and she had a friend and she was concerned about the friend graduating because she knew that she didn't have enough credits 
And so I tried to support her, but you know, follow through is everything. And if you don't follow through, then you can't, you're not going to get anywhere. You have to sow the seeds and then reap the harvest. You get me? It's kind of like in the biblical sense, as you sow the seeds, that is the harvest you will reap. And uh, she just winded up dropping out, but she knew how to do nails. And she figured that that's how she would make money. And that's how she began to make money. But, you know, in a city, a town, a state, a county, any of those organizations, because we're only talking about how we provide public services for the community that we live in. How does that happen? Well, just understand the footprint of the city services and the footprint of the county services and the footprint of the, you know, state services and the obligation of the faith which is called a free and appropriate public education. And then to have the inability to maintain one's ability to ensure access happens for the youngest and the neediest because that's not something that they're not even collecting that data. And I said, oh, excuse me. Did you not understand that that's how the funding is appropriated? That they count the number of children who are in poverty but when all of the children get the free and reduced lunch here, well, I found that to be interesting also because they didn't appreciate me questioning anything that they were doing. And I know how far to go. So in this America that I know, we can just keep on asking for the data, for the harbor and the haven. The haven is under Department of Health and Human Services, but the harbor is under the Department of Justice. But when they would pepper spray the children and then understand that the children were coming to the school board meetings, begging the board members for protection in regards to them being pepper sprayed. And, you know, they kind of like feel like, well, you know, they shouldn't be hanging around a fight. But when you're not teaching people to communicate effectively, and that's what I like about the podcasting or what you consider whatever, you know, life coaching, sharing, you know, ensuring access and that people can think outside the box because you live in a box and we're sharing through this box. But guess what? We have the ability to understand that through the vision of understanding just what freedom means, that perhaps we too are also Americans and will benefit from what the offer of the mandated responsibility of publicly participating in the public school system, because it is a requirement under the law that you will send your child to public school. And if you choose not to, I promise you, there's a cause and effect that happens to people who violate the rules.
Now my mic is on. I didn't know you could just pause in the middle of having something going on. I was trying not to pause at all. But let's talk about public education because it's critical. I mean, we're going through this movement of Black Lives Matter, but do Black Lives really matter? Because how can they matter when people are not um, being talked about truly? And the real reality is, is that, you know, I don't know how this program actually works, but I'm finding out. And so in America, how do we and how are we ensuring that access happens for the youngest and the neediest of our people as it's not happening? And that's what I can say. When, uh, I don't even know, I've gotten away from my screen and I don't know how to get back. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, in America, it is going to be the conversation that we all are going to have. We are all going to have this conversation as to where we are in 2022. And we have to have this conversation simply because nationwide, there were protests across America, protesting Black Lives Matter all before COVID hit. And what was COVID? It was a godsend is what I felt it was, because quite frankly, as American citizens, certain people were just taking off and going to the sky, and then other people were just being harvested. And that's what we have to stop. We have to stop the harvest, because we have to understand that, you know, Head Start and Early Head Start are wonderful programs, and they actually provide lots of support for the community and training parents and supporting communities and growing and developing. But if you as a community person, are not insisting on the regulations being followed. But you didn't understand how it really works in America. You can work in unison and do whatever you want to do, but it doesn't really matter because you're still going to be responsible for the obligation of the outcomes. And so everybody was merrily going along and then COVID hit and they didn't have any data. They didn't have the data necessary to ensure that they could document how they were providing support for all children. And that's just the bottom line. So, you know, this money that they're expecting, this $770 million is sitting at the governor's office, is waiting to be justified. And people are trying to get the data, but when they've never even done data collection. And they, and they know that they can spend this money by going through third-party providers. But at this time, your third-party provider has to provide some data also. It doesn't excuse you from not having the data, boo. And so just thinking the excuses, oh, well, we just, you know, we're trying our best. And I'm saying, well, your best just isn't good enough. Because I wouldn't want to see my child in a strenuous situation, strained, because of a behavior that could have been transitioned to a more positive outcome. But when your people go in, you know, like the wild, wild west, it's kind of crazy because it is like the wild, wild west. They don't follow any rules or any regulations. And where is that manifestation data that would determine why the student or the scholar chose to move? No, they just have this practice in line and they're moved. They have behavior schools here. I didn't know that was even legal. 
but they have just created different environments for certain types of children. And they just don't see you as human. And I'm saying, this is what our money is being spent on. We need to check the system. Check, check. Because failure and fraud is not acceptable. And they would come after you, boo, if you were doing something wrong. So at the state level, I don't think it makes a difference. These board members have struck their responsibility for the collection of data for the superintendent. And I said, oh, that's just not legal. How did they do that? So I filed a complaint. But it seems like the more I filed a complaint, the more I was ignored. And then I realized that just because you said that I cannot share my concerns about the failed services doesn't mean that I have to be quiet for you or anybody else in America. It is only you, boo. And so how you see yourself is really, you know, Snoop says it. I'm living my best life. Ain't got time to deal with you. Hey, and I know he ain't got time to deal with you. But we all need to understand what's going on. Because we are all paying and have been paying for public services our whole lives until you couldn't pay for them anymore. Meaning that they work you and they work you in in an environment that's toxic to you, then they just try to terminate you and hide you under the rug. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, some people just never go away. I'd be one of the few. And I'm so blessed to still be here. I've raised my three children, three boys, and they never got in any trouble. No suspensions, no expulsions, boo. For young African-American people, children coming from a single family household, they act like black women can't raise black men. But I promise you that Frederick Douglass had a black mother. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on now. We have and have always been a great part of America and we will always remain a great part of America. And it is wonderful to have these wonderful tools necessary to share the empowerment. My empowerment hour happens to be on Anchor. That's why I created my podcast. And even though it's pennies, I finally got up to over $20. And that money will just sit there. And then eventually I will pay for the program with it, whatever I'm paying, because it's on Spotify and it's on Apple iTunes. But it's just me. And you're only going to be who you see yourself as. And what should I say? I don't spend a lot of time on television, but I understand television is not telling me the vision that I believe that I live under. So, you know, a lot of those movies are just, hmm, difficult to watch. But I knew that I could not watch The Runaway Slave, whatever that was, and that movie, Them on Prime Video. Some of that stuff is really mental. Dexter was mental, but Dexter was all on I mean, it was just talking about how the system, somebody got around the system and created their own system of justice. What do you think about that January 6th insurrection? I believe that it was the people who are claiming that they have a right to school choice. You know, that, that Sheriff Joe Lombardo, he says he's going to help to bring school choice. Well, what is who's paying for the school choice programs right now? And I'll tell you, that money's coming off of the backs of our children. And I've got to go because myself, my, I have my earbuds in and they're going to die. And I know when they die, that something's going to change. So I'll be back later. But y'all think about what does citizenship mean to you?
ask questions, join in the conversation. This could be fun. Y'all have a great evening or a great day or whatever. But understand the words, e-purpose, you know, out of many, there's one and out of one, there'll be none. But who will you be in 2022? What are you willing to do? Hey, join me in the conversation. Y'all have a great day. So good afternoon. I was just listening to Malcolm and he was talking about if America would just choose to follow the guidance of the Constitution, the 13th and the 14th and the 15th Amendment under the United States Constitution, well, we just wouldn't have any problems. And it's so true because I understand how education operates in America. And even if you don't, these people running around here failing to understand that the conversation is between the people who are required to participate at the local school site. But if you're not talking to the people who look like you, who are also required to participate in the same fashion and form that you are, you don't understand the game. Because pimping ain't easy, but they say somebody has to do it. In America, who are you? And what are you doing to tell the truth? The reality is, is that we are only humans. But as a human, you have certain inalienable rights according to the Constitution. But when you allow someone else to set your agenda, then understand why it is perhaps failure has been an option for you initially. I don't talk it about, I never talk about, excuse me, leaving America. Why would I leave where I understand the power that I possess? And believe me, as they had chosen to oppress me once again on Facebook, it took a little bit of time before my concern worked its way through the system. But believe me, Ultimately, it did work its way right through the system, and that's just the way it is. We are one nation under God, but when you understand the power in the one nation peace, if you could just get your people who look like you to show up with you, because it is not about figuring out how to compromise your rights as a human being. Don't you understand? Bing, 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 human capital is real. But guess what is also real? The reality that accountability is everything. And this is still one America. And as we are one people within a system, and we, we just choose to follow the rules and ask for guidance, what do you need for guidance? But as for the understanding that you are the only person that speaks for you as a citizen, the importance of the democracy, well, what should I say? Perhaps you just never knew. Oh, my sister's here. That means I have to go. But hey, I'll be back. I have things to do and many places to go. But by the end of the day, I will have had a new experience. And, you know, life is all about 
who you are, but really about who you see yourself as. So living in this one nation under God, who will you be in 2022? Hey, catch my podcast on Anchor. Catch me on Wisdom. Find me on YouTube because we are only Americans and we couldn't have a better opportunity to have a foundational change in the way America has just chosen to implement basic services because the accountability piece is so relevant. Reality check. Who are you in 2022? Like, subscribe, and follow my podcast here on Wisdom. Catch me on Anchor, or you can catch me on my Facebook or Instagram or Twitch or Twitter. But hey, there's nothing but there's nothing but media out there. Ways to engage the people. Wake up in 2022. Who are you? Like, subscribe, and follow me.